Welcome to the Grace Point Assembly of God podcast. To find out more about our church, please visit gphixon.com. Now let's get into a powerful message for your life from God's Word. The kind of vision that you're used to, but it's the vision, it's what I'm seeing that God is wanting to do in us and through us this year. And so turn with me to Isaiah chapter 61. Isaiah chapter 61. This is where we're going to, to start because I believe this is, is where he, he led me to, to really share with you about four things that, that I, I believe he's wanting to do this year in us and through us. So Isaiah chapter 61 verses 1 through 7 is what we're going to read. It says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has set me to bind up the brokenhearted, He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Hallelujah. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. To grant to those who mourn in Zion to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes. The joy of gladness instead of mourning. The garment of praise instead of a faint spirit. Are you getting this this morning? That they may be called oaks of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that He may be glorified. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities. The devastations of many generations. Strangers shall stand and tend your flocks. Foreigners shall be your plowmen and vine dressers. But you shall be called the priests of the Lord. And they shall speak of you as the ministers of our God. You shall eat the wealth of the nations, and in their glory you shall boast. Instead of your shame, there shall be a double portion. Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double portion. They shall have everlasting joy. Can we give God praise for that this morning? Amen. That's That's a word right there. I believe this is what he spoke to me about this church, about us today. Now, let me kind of break this down for you so that you can kind of hear my heart of what I believe the Lord's speaking to me through this. Um, Because, you know, this wasn't a prophecy directly to us, but it's out of God's word. And I believe that it's a word that he's speaking to us today. Amen. And so from this, we need to take what he's trying to say. It says, first of all, a fresh anointing and outpouring of His Spirit. That's what I believe He's wanting to do. Is give us a fresh anointing and outpouring of His Spirit. I, said, I told you a couple of weeks ago that the theme the Lord gave me for 2020 is by my Spirit. By my Spirit. You know, we can do a lot of good things by ourselves in our own strength, in our own power. We can work for the Lord in our own strength. Amen? 
But I believe as we've, we've kind of gone through this P3 training, this prayer training uh, that I've been doing this last Sunday night and Wednesday night, that he explained to us that, you know what, what we really need to be doing is working with the Lord. Doing what he is wanting us to do. Moving in his spirit. You know, Galatians tells us to keep in step with the spirit. You know, I have to hear what the Spirit is saying in order for me to keep in step with Him, don't I? I have to spend time with Him to be able to know what He's doing. I have to be with Him. He wants us to to take this to the next level of us really entering into what the power of the Spirit, the anointing of His Spirit is all about for us. Now, the P3 prayer training sessions, I believe, were the initial manifestation of that, of what God's wanting to do. We learned that God wants each of us to be a prophet. Amen? Now, you know, I mean, you may not be the prophet like, you know, the, the pastor or our preacher or an evangelist, but He wants us to hear a word from Him, even if it's just for us but he wants us to be hearing directly from him. The prophet is the one that hears a word and and does something with that, either shares it with others or helps to give direction or do... But he wants us to hear directly from him. He doesn't want us to be like the children of Israel that went up to the mountain and they saw the flame and the fire and the smoke and they ran away and said, Moses, you go talk to him. He wants us to come up to the flame and the fire and the smoke and to be able to hear His voice and stand in His presence, each one of us individually. For each of us can and should be hearing directly from Him through His Spirit on a regular basis. Now, if you didn't get a chance to attend either or both of the, these sessions, just please Let me know, and I can get you the videos so that you can go through them, so that you can have an understanding of what I'm talking about. I can send you links to those that you can watch them at home. Uh, You can do it on your phone, or you can do it on your TV or computer, whatever. I can send you those, and you can watch them, and it will help you. But I'm telling you, God is wanting to do something amazing here at Grace Point. We are living in a time of great darkness and bondage. Can you say amen to that? People of the world, and I I believe even the people of God, are living under yokes of bondage that the Lord never intended. But God gives us His anointing to break every yoke. To break every yoke. Isaiah 10, 27 in the New King James Version says, It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. The anointing of the Lord, the, the power of the Spirit will break the yoke. And see, we can live under the bondage and we can live under this, this burden and we can live under these things... We can be saved and we can make it to heaven and we can do all that. But man, I want to get out from underneath the yoke. I want it to be broken in my life. And the breaking comes as the anointing comes. 
as we press into what the Spirit has for us, as we come into relationship with Him, as we dive deep into the things of God, desiring Him more and more, it breaks the yoke. It breaks the bondage in our lives. First John 2.20 says, But you have been anointed by the Holy One, and you all have knowledge. You see, God wants to give it to each one of us. John was, was telling them, look, you all have been anointed. You've all been anointed. You all have the power of the Holy Spirit now. It's not just a few. It's not just the, the priesthood. It's not just a few people that get this. On the day of Pentecost, Peter quoted the prophet Joel, and on the, in those days I'll pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. All, not just some. And He will give us knowledge. He will give us understanding. He will speak to us. He's saying, I'm pouring out my Spirit, and I want you to hear. I want you to have the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding that you need. Then on down in 1 John 2, verse 27, it says, But the anointing that you receive from Him abides in you, and you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as His anointing teaches you about everything, and is true, and is no lie, just as it has taught you, abide in Him. Man, that's where it's at, folks, is abiding in Him. It's coming into His presence and just abiding, just, just living there, dwelling there. It's, it's saying, you know, to abide is to just make your home there. I mean, if you abide somewhere, that means that's my dwelling place. That's where I go. And when I get off work, that's where I go. When, I'm, when I need to get rest and relaxation, that's where I go. When I need to eat, that's where I go. When I, you understand what I'm saying? You see, we need to have Him be our source. And the one that we abide in, constantly going to Him and living in Him and being with Him. Amen? I believe God is wanting to pour out His Spirit upon us in a greater way this year to break the yokes. To break the yokes. And to give us the wisdom and knowledge that we need to navigate this troubled times. We need His Spirit to navigate it. There are so many things that I don't understand. I don't comprehend. I can't, I can't fathom why our country is in such division. I can't understand it. I, I can't understand why people were so divided, so upset with one another, so diametrically opposed to each other. In so many different areas, I can't understand it. But I know that through the Spirit, I can navigate it. I can get through this. We need it because, man, this is a year that's going to be election time. It's going to be even worse than it's ever been before. As far as this negativity and all the questions and all, who do you vote for? What do you do? And is, you know, is this the right person? Is it, you know, some Christians are saying, absolutely don't go this direction. And some say go this direction. Even the Christian leaders so where do we go? We go to the Spirit. We go to the anointing of God and we go and we listen to Him and we know what to do. We know what we're supposed to do. 
As I said before, we can accomplish very little in our own strength. But by His Spirit, by His Spirit, we can do all things. If you've never received this incredible gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, then this is your year. This is your year. Seek after Him. That's all I have to say. Just seek after Him. Because He wants to baptize you in His Holy Spirit. Why? He said it in the first two chapters of Acts. He tells us why. Because we need His power to be His witnesses. Now, what is a witness? It's somebody who lives according to God's Word. Who speaks His Word. Who is able to stand in this world. Amen? We need that Spirit to do that. Without the power of His Spirit, I don't know if we can withstand the times that we live in. On January 26th, I am going to begin a series on the baptism, the gifts, and the fruit of the Spirit. We're going to be talking about it more and more because I I just believe this is the year that God wants to pour out His Spirit in this place. And I know it's, it may not be a popular message out there. It may be one that people don't understand. And, but you know what? You need to know the truth. And the truth will set you free. The truth will give you that power, that understanding you need to accept and receive all that God has for you. And that's all that it is. That's all that it is. So I I will be scheduling more prayer teachings and and prayer sessions designed to promote the use of the gifts. Amen? Uh, we, We started this with the P3, which is praying in the Spirit, praying with understanding, and praying in agreement. Okay? It's praying in the Spirit, praying with understanding, and praying in agreement. Basically, we pray in the Spirit and ask God then to give us understanding of what He is praying through us so that when then we can come into agreement with what He has been praying and we can pray that and see mighty things begin to happen. That's all P3 is. It's just that, that praying in the Spirit, praying with understanding, and praying in agreement. Now, our next P3 training will be Tuesday, February the 4th. We're going to have another time of coming together on February the 4th, that Tuesday night. We'll come together. We'll have a video that will help teach us a little bit more in a little bit different aspect. And we'll, we'll enter into a time of what we call a laboratory or a time of, of really putting into practice this praying in the Spirit, praying with understanding, and praying in agreement. Now, as a church, I'm asking you to cry out to God for a fresh anointing for a fresh anointing and a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon us. That's what I'm asking. That's that's my vision, is to see us being just poured out upon by His Spirit in a fresh and a new way. Because we need to be greater witnesses. In a world that is growing darker and darker, we need to be light that illuminates the darkness. And it's only through the power of the Spirit that we can do that. And so I am asking you to cry out with me for God to pour out His Spirit 
upon us in a greater way in 2020. The second thing is, is a restoration of what has been lost. Now, how many of you know that God is a God of restoration? He's a God of restoration. Let me just read some scripture to you to help you to to remember, to, to understand that God is a God of restoration. In Psalm 23, 3, it says, He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His namesake. In Psalm 51, 12, it says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Spirit. In Isaiah 38, 16, it says, O Lord, by these things men live, and in all things is the life of my spirit. O restore me to health and make me live. Wow. He restores my health and makes me live. Jeremiah chapter 30, 16 through 20, it says, Therefore all who devour you shall be devoured. And all your foes, every one of them, shall go into captivity. Those who plunder you shall be plundered, and all who prey on you I will make a prey. For I will restore health to you, and your wounds I will heal, declares the Lord. Because they have called you an outcast, it is Zion for whom no one cares. But thus says the Lord, Behold, I will restore the fortunes of the tents of Jacob and have compassion on his dwellings. The city shall be rebuilt on its mound and the palace shall stand where it used to be. Out of them shall come songs of thanksgiving and the voices of those who celebrate. I will multiply them and they shall be, not be few. I will make them honored and they shall not be small. Their children shall be as they were of old, and their congregation shall be established before me. And I will punish all who oppress them. Wow. God wants to restore. He says in Joel 2.25, I will restore to you the years the swarming locust has eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter. My great army, which I sent among you. You see, God is the restorer of my soul. Can you say amen? Man, when I'm weary, when I am weak, He is the one who restores me. He is the one who restores the joy of my salvation. Wow. I don't know about you, but I've been kind of weak this this last year it took a lot out of me. There's been a lot of stuff that's come my way. I mean, a lot of stuff. And I've gotten weak and I've gotten weary at times. But God says He is the restorer of my soul. He is the one that will restore, God, all things to me. He gives me the joy of my salvation. He restores my health. He restores everything the enemy has tried to take away and more. He even restores the things that were lost through His discipline of us. Hallelujah. 
You see, I believe the Lord has spoken to me that 2020 will be a year of restoration. A year of restoration. He is wanting to restore our souls, our salvation, our health, everything that's been taken away from us. And he, because of His great love for us, He wants to restore it. Are you ready for restoration? Then let's be ready to receive from the Lord. Because I believe that He wants to restore some things. We have been bombarded in this church with health issues for way too long. I am looking for a restoration of health in this church. In physical bodies, in families, in spiritual areas, in financial areas. Whatever it may be, I am looking for that restoration that the Lord wants to do. And what we have to do is be prepared to receive we got to get into the Spirit. Get that anointing. Get that fresh outpouring. Seek after Him. Abide in Him. And when we do, I believe the restoration is going to begin in us. The third thing that I see is a fresh calling to be priests and ministers of our God. A fresh calling to be priests and ministers of our God. 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Hmm. And then in Revelation chapter 1, Verse 5, the last part of it, and then verse 6 says, To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, priests to our God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. You know, in the Old Testament, only a certain line of individuals could even hope to become a priest to our God. You had to be born into the right family. You had to be of the right lineage or else you couldn't be a priest. But today, He has opened it up for each of us to become priests and ministers of our God. Now, what does that really mean? If you look back at what the priests did, they were the worship leaders. Amen? Now, if you want to be a... I don't mean the person that stands up here and and leads. I'm talking about somebody who leads in worship. You don't have to be in a position to lead. You can lead from the middle. You can lead from the bottom. If you begin to worship, others will begin to worship. You have to show an example. You have, to, you have to step across that threshold as the Lord spoke to us this morning and just enter into worship. Just enter into His presence. Just say, I'm going. I don't care if anybody else comes. I'm going. I'm going in. 
I'm going into his presence. I'm going to be there with him. Now, does that mean you have to show it to every? No, it just means you and your personal relationship right where you are, you enter in. And as you do, you will lead others in. They sang, offered sacrifices, burned incense. They prayed for the people and once a year stood in the gap between the people and God to offer sacrifices for the sin of the nation. This is what the priests did. They worshiped God. They offered sacrifice. What does that mean? In our our day and time, that means they gave their tithes, their offerings. They led in sacrificial giving. They led in sacrificing of their time. They led in sacrificing of themselves for others. That's what the priests of the Lord today are. Are those who lead in sacrifice. Sacrifice of all that they are for Him. They burned incense. What does that mean? The incense is just the praise of God. Just praising Him. Just the, the praises of His people is like incense before Him. It's a sweet-smelling aroma before Him. They prayed for the people. I believe God is calling us to a deeper place of prayer than ever before. To pray for people and to intercede Just as they did once a year, they stood in the gap between God and man. They stood in that place of intercession. And they were able to reconcile men to God. And I believe God wants us to stand in that place of intercession. To be those priests, those ministers, those ones that stand in the gap. That stand in there and say, I'm not going to let them fall into the fire. I'm not going to let them go to hell. I'm going to pray them into the kingdom of God. I'm going to stand in the gap. I'm going to stand there. It may be my brother or sister in the church that's struggling and having a difficult time and they failed or something. I'm going to intercede for them. I'm going to pray them back into that relationship. It could be a family member. It could be a friend. It could be a co-worker. It could be somebody at school that you're willing to stand in the gap and pray them back in. You see, they were the ones who entered the Holy of Holies. The priests were the ones that could go in. Walking into the very manifest presence of God. God is calling each of you to be that leader, that minister, that priest. To go into the very presence of God. To make your requests known, to to pray and to to lead the people, to worship, to praise, to to intercede. He wants us to be those that stand in the gap. He wants us to be those who live and dwell in the very presence of God. That's what He's calling us to. Ministers and priests. Now men... I'm especially talking to you today. God is calling you to be the head of your house. 
to be the priest, to be the minister, to bring your family to church, to have devotions with the family, to pray with the family, to read the Word of God together, to lead them in worship, to be the priest and the minister in your home. The enemy is trying to destroy your place in the family. He is trying his best to destroy, to defeat you, to think that you have no right to be in that place. You know, the the women's rights movements, I know that women need rights and they they deserve rights and they deserve the things, certain things, but, but it is not at the the demise of a man's position. We've we've gotten out of balance in both directions. It's somewhere right here in the middle to where we submit one to another in our relationship. But God has placed the man to be the head of the home. It's still in the Word of God. It's still in the Bible. Promise. I've read it recently. It's there. And no matter what the world says, that's how God established it. And so men, we got to take our place. We've got to take that position to lead. Not through being overbearing and dominant, but through our example of just worshiping God and being in His presence and encouraging our family to read their Bibles and to to pray and to do devotions together and lead in those ways. That's what He has called us to be as ministers and priests in our homes. I'm telling you from the Lord this morning that you are a chosen race a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for His own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who called you out of darkness and into His marvelous light. But remember, not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. Let's dedicate ourselves to be priests and ministers of our God at home, in our church, in our world. Amen? The fourth thing he's shown me is a new joy in the journey. A new joy in the journey. In Isaiah 61, that we first read, the last part of verse 6 says, You shall eat the wealth of the nations, and in their glory you shall boast. Instead of your shame, there shall be a double portion. Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double portion. And they shall have everlasting joy. I believe God wants to give us a renewed joy in the journey. Just a renewed joy in the journey. Like I said, I don't know about you, but 2019 was tough. There were days that I would get just discouraged. I I feel weary, beat up, wounded at times, and downcast. I'm just telling you the truth today. 
that it's just like, man, it's just like so much weight upon me. But it's like just in the last couple of weeks, God has been just pouring out His Spirit into me and just renewing me and giving me a new joy of my salvation, a renewing of my mind, a renewing of my heart and my spirit, and just giving me an anticipation of what He is getting ready to do that is going to be far beyond anything that I could imagine. And He is pouring out His Spirit of joy upon me. But it's through pressing in to God. It's through pressing in through all the discouragement, all of the, the hurt, all of the pain, all of those things. We've got to press in and push through that to get to Him. Because that's where the joy comes. You see, the joy of serving God is returning. And I believe will surpass all that I have experienced before. And He can do it in you. If you'll press in. If you'll press in. Nehemiah 8.10 says this. Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink sweet wine, and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready. For this day is holy to our Lord, and do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. Now, right now, we can't eat the fat and we can't drink the sweet wine. Because we're in our fast. No meats and no sweets. I was telling somebody this morning, you know, if the fat was good for God, it's good for me. That was the good stuff, he said, you know. I mean, and that's the part that's, that's hard for me. I, I love meat. I love to eat my meat. And so it's, that's the hard when I'm on the fast. But you know what? I'm pressing in. I'm pressing in. I'm pressing through all of that. And there's coming a time where I'm going to be able to eat the fat again, eat the meat. But the joy is going to come. The joy, the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's your strength. Without that joy, we get so down and discouraged and our eyes get on us and our situation instead of on Him. We need the joy of our salvation to be our strength once again. It says in John 15, 11, These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Jesus said this. As He was getting ready to leave, as He was about to go to the cross as he was about to go through one of the most difficult times that he would have to face and his disciples would have to face. He speaks this into their life. He said, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. I can't do it in my own joy. I can't do it in my own strength. I can't do it by saying, oh yeah, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to make it through. Now, I can put on that face as I walk through the doors out here. And you can all think, oh man, Pastor Terry's always happy. Everything's good. But when I'm at home, I need His joy. In me, so that my joy 
might be full. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, I, I can put on a happy face for everybody, and everybody else can put on a happy face when they walk through these doors. But when we're at home, when we're in that tough place, when we're in that time when we're, we're bombarded with thoughts of, of hurt and pain and all the different things that are going on, when we're experiencing people coming against us and all the different things that might be happening in our lives, we can't make it without His joy. And he says, my joy will be in you that your joy may be full. And that's what I want. And then in John 17, 12 through 13, it says, while I was with them, I kept them in your name, which was, you have given me. I have guarded them and not one of them has been lost except the son of destruction that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you and these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. He wants us to have his joy. He doesn't want us going through and trudging through life. He wants us to live life with joy. Pastor Lauren, if you'll go ahead and come. He's wanting to give us a new joy that is in him. But it's only going to come through these four things that we just talked about. A fresh anointing and outpouring of His Spirit. We need a fresh anointing and outpouring of God's Spirit. Can you say amen? I am looking for it. I'm longing for it. I'm desiring it. And when we do that, He says, if you will seek, you will. If you ask, you will receive. We just got to go after it. That's what he's saying there. He's talking about the Holy Spirit in that scripture. You got to knock. You got you to seek after it. You got you to go after it. And if it's not there today, you keep on knocking. Because he gives the parable about the woman who just kept on knocking. And kept on knocking and kept on asking. And finally the guy gets up in the night and he goes and gives her whatever you want, just take it. He was saying, look, just just come that way to me. Be so adamant about it that you want it, that you desire it, and I will give it to you. And more. You just got to go after it. You can't sit back and say, well, God, if you just want me to have it, I guess you'll give it to me. I guess if you just wanted me to be, you know, full of your spirit, you'll just, you'll just pour it out. But, you know, here I am, God. Oh, he wants us to have hungry hearts. Hearts that are going after him and knocking and, and pleading on the door. Not because he wants us to beg, but because he wants us to have such a desire for him that nothing is going to stop us. Man, I believe he's going to restore what has been lost. He's going to restore what's been lost. There are many of you who need to claim that. You need to hear that and you need to say, yes, I I receive that right now. He's going to restore. There's been a lot of things that have been lost. There's been a lot of things that have been taken away by the enemy, by by health, by whatever. And I'm receiving restoration from the Lord as he's speaking that to you today. 
And then he's calling us to be priests and ministers of our God. Priests and ministers. In our homes, in our families, God. In our church. Be that one who leads. Don't stay in the back. Don't don't just follow the crowd. Because who knows where the crowd's going. Lead out. Be the one who makes a difference. Be that priest and minister in your workplace, in your home, everywhere that you are. Just be his minister and priest. And then receive his joy into your life so that your joy may be full. And let him restore the joy in the journey in your life today. Let's all stand this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. I'm just going to pray over you this morning. Father, I'm asking you now to just give us hungry hearts. God, hungry hearts. God, that we would hunger and thirst after you more than ever before in our lives. God, that we would receive the outpouring and anointing of your Spirit like we've never had before in our lives. But God, today I commit, and I pray that everyone in this room commits to seek after it, to seek after, desire to go after you and what your Spirit has for us. For Lord, I fear that if we do not, we won't make it. We won't be able to make it in this world. We won't be able to make it in this life. We need your power to be your witnesses in this world. And Lord, we need you to come and pour out your spirit like never before. And Lord, I'm asking you now for restoration. God, restoration. There are families that need to be restored. There are relationships that need to be restored. There are health issues, Lord God, that people have been dealing with that I'm asking you now to restore. Restore what the locusts have eaten. Restore what has been taken away by the enemy. Restore those things. God, restore them by your power. Oh, Jesus. I'm asking you to make us priests and ministers of our God. Leaders. God, leaders. God, not ones that just sit back and wait for somebody else to show us what to do or where to go or how to... But we are the ones that are following after you in prayer, in worship, Lord, in the Word, and devotion, and and preaching, and teaching, and instruction, and Lord, all those things, Lord, that a priest is called to do. Lord, you would call us, once again, to be those, those priests and ministers of our God. Father, show us where we've been remiss, where we haven't been doing that, where we haven't been fulfilling your calling in our life. God, lead us. Lead us by your Spirit into those things. And then, Lord, just restore the joy, the joy of our salvation, the joy, Lord God, of the journey with you, Lord, the joy that only comes from you that it would be in us 
to give us a fullness of joy in our lives, Lord. Father, we receive it now as you have given us a vision of what you want to do in this year, Lord. I pray these things over this congregation, over everyone that's here, everyone that's not able to be here because of the sicknesses, because of the things that they're dealing with. God, I pray for each and every one of them right now to receive in Jesus' name. And Lord, we're going to thank you. We're going to praise you. We're going to give you glory and honor and thanksgiving for all that you do in this place. God, by your spirit now, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Do you receive it this morning? Hallelujah. Amen. Receive that word. It's from him. I believe that today for you. God's got some great things planned. Remember to get involved in our small groups. That is where you get discipleship. Get into a small group. Grow in your relationship with Christ. Grow in Him and with one another and in relationship with each other. We need each other. We need to be involved in small groups. Get involved in those. We've got a lot going on this week. Just love you guys. Continue on that fast and pray. Amen? Continue fasting and praying because we're we're reaching heaven. And He's going to do great things through our fasting and prayer. God bless you. Have a great day. Tune in next week for another great sermon from Grace Point Assembly of God.